Yo, this is Dora Rodriguez, Loki Theory, kicking back on your shits. Uh, episode 4. Lot to talk about. Lot to talk about. I'm just not even gonna, not even gonna go like, oh yeah, you know, exciting week. Ooh, we, uh, uh, nah, I'm just gonna go real on it. Talk about a lot of things. I'm gonna talk about uh, the past two events. I'm gonna talk about the Dustin Poirier fight. I'm gonna talk about the UFC Atlantic City. We're going to talk about what's next uh, for the couple of divisions. We're going to talk about uh, UFC 224. Plus, I wanna, there's another topic that I want to cover. I want to cover up about effective versus non-effective style of fighting in the UFC. Because lately, we've been seeing fighters that are good. But they're fighting in a way that might not lead them to success or, you know better careers or you know a better life after the ufc but you know let's start back the show and i'm not gonna really waste too much time so loki theory let's go get right into it let's talk about the dustin poirier fight versus uh justin gaethje uh great fight great fucking fight a fucking war i would call well mm, i would call it a war on in one on one side because like it was just Justin because Justin Gaethje fucked up Dustin Poirier's leg, a lot of inside leg kicks, landing all night all night and pfft, not gonna lie I don't know why Dustin Poirier didn't check him he could have checked him but his uh, I saw pictures I saw pictures after the fight like yo fucking inside the inside of his leg looked like a fucking. Ugh disgusting it just it was all purple all big and shit but dustin poirier got the win uh tko or yeah basically tko in the fourth round landed a lot got rocked a couple of times rocked justin gaethje a couple of times but again this is like Again, this is because uh, I want to go off to effective and not effective styles of fighting in the UFC. And I want to talk about Justin Gaethje because Justin Gaethje fighting style, he has now what? He's 2-1 uh, and one in the UFC, meaning he has what? Two losses and, and uh, one, 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 one win. He beat Michael, jo- Michael Johnson, which he got tagged. And then... He went in for uh, Eddie Alvarez for a fucking war. Anybody could have took that fight, but Eddie Alvarez got the best of him. And now this fight against Dustin Poirier, which was much better. Because uh, Dustin Poirier didn't get f- as fucked up as Eddie Alvarez. Meaning if you don't count his leg. But you you get, you get to see a trend. You get you see in a trend where uh, every fight that... Um, Justin Gaethje is on. It turns into a war. Now he says, "Oh, this is how I like. This is how I fight. I cannot fight uh, any other way. Uh, push forward, aggressive. He wants to be the UFC most violent. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But my G, you're a fucking grappler. You're a wrestler. Come on, man. Uh, you haven't done a takedown yet. Uh, I, I expect some Khabib style grappling. Where's the grappling? Why are you just striking? And you know." Just, you get tagged a lot. It's just all of this. Like I'm, I'm just saying. It doesn't mean just because you're aggressive doesn't mean you don't have to fucking learn head movement, sway, and then come back and swarm and all of that shit. I, I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna go that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and talk about that in another point. Let me go back to Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier won the fight. 
And um, he said, yo, I'm tired of this. I don't want no rematches with Eddie or Connor. I just want the belt. And I feel like Dustin Poirier should be the next one for the belt because I've been saying for a long time that at 55, Dustin Poirier is massively underrated. Massively underrated. People were sleeping on this guy. And I'm like, well, you know, I think it's a clear path. It's a clear path for the title. Uh, because nobody's really on it right now. You have other guys like uh, Eddie Alvarez say, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, I'm the one. I'm the one that like could be Khabib and la la la, and I'm the guy that could do it." But you know, Dustin Poirier beat Alvarez. They they have that controversial bout. Um, Connor's out. Tony is out. I don't. I don't see nobody else other than Dustin Poirier for the title shot, and he deserves it because you know he's been massively under, massively slept on, at one fifty five. Okay, so let's talk about. I want to talk about uh, effective fighting versus non-effective fighting in the UFC, and this is gonna be like. Eh. I mean, I I wrote it down because uh, there was a couple of fighters that have a style of fighting that I just don't. I just don't feel like it's correct. Not that I'm saying, like, these are fighters, yeah. I'm saying it's always correct on here and doing armchair fucking commentary or armchair coaching. But I'm like, it's a fighting style that doesn't... That fucks you up later on in the career-wise and uh, health-wise. Because, you know, CTE and all that bullshit. So, I want to start by not affecting fighting. And what I mean by not affecting fighting is when a fighting style... Basically, when you just go uh, fucking headfirst... Berserker style, throwing bombs, uh, little care for head movement, just taking shots. Like, the fighters that just take pride in taking shots and giving shots back and, like, finishing fights like that. Which, in the beginning, you're like, oh, yeah, it's great style and makes for great entertainment. But for the fighter, it it gets to the point where they fight, when they they face a... a superior striker, a superior fighter that could just finesse all of that berserker style. You just be like, nah, bro. Uh, now you just taking shots. Now you just taking shots and not giving shots back. Now you fucking up your head because you're stuck in this style. So, a couple of fighters that I mentioned, not really to diss nobody, but just a couple of fighters. So you have Mike Perry. Now Mike Perry, I like Mike Perry. Mike Perry is just. Fucking Spartan, Berserker style, just goes forward, takes massive advance of shots. Every now and again, he got rocked, uh, but just goes forward, beats motherfuckers up, uh, and and he's been winning fights that way. It started to like it started to slow down when uh, you notice on the sun the when he fought Ponzinibbio, when he fought Ponzinibbio, you it, that was a war. But you got to see that, like, yo, that style doesn't. Uh, when you go for to the top five, that style, it, it can work on some, but not on everyone. So like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fix it, cause you you get you you just see in the like, Ponzinibbio and him exchanging shots, blow for blow, blow for blow, and then at the end they were all like super super fucked up, and then Mike Perry just la, he he, he just could have finished the fight, cause you got to see like, yo. If you just take shots and give shots back, and and that's it, you just rely on your toughness to win your fights. Not not doing counters properly, not moving away, not knowing when to attack, 
when to when to just defend a little bit, when to wait for wait for uh, the opponent to attack, uh, see an opening for a counter. That's effect, that to me that's effective fighting. Not saying that this berserker style there's a place for berserker style in effective fighting. Sometimes there's effective fighters that know when to strike but not when to pull the trigger, not when to seal the deal, not when to knock the motherfucker out. But Mike Perry is one. Then he had a fight with uh, against another guy. I forgot his name. And you got to see. That's when it was solidified. Then you got to see. Because like Mike Perry was trying to go for the guy. And like the guy was like. Nope. Nah bro. We're not, we're not playing your game. You just you just going to take my shots. You're going to take my punches all night. And that's what it is. And that's what it was. And Mike Perry is one of those guys. That's super fucking tough. You probably never be knocked out. Uh, any, any day soon. And. But you you get to see that because cause he's special to me. I feel like Mike Perry's a great fighter, but f- uh, fighting like that, you 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 won't last long. And when you fight like that, with little regard for defense or you know when to attack and all of that shit, you just get you just start accumulating losses or decisions and shit like that. And that's and that's and that's not nice. Have other guys they're like. We have other guys that like rely on that style, that toughness, that just brawl style to just fucking win fights. Like you have uh, in in one fifty five, you have uh, Eddie Alvarez, and Eddie Alvarez is another one. And Eddie Alvarez are like, if anybody like watches them, there's there's times his past fight with Justin Gaethje was a war. That just luckily fell went to his favor. It could have went the other way around. It, I don't know if he made a mistake. Uh, fucking Justin Gaethje could have had him. Justin Gaethje. I already spoke about Justin Gaethje. It's another style that's uh, uses that style and gets fucked up. Just taking shots and eating shots and just trying to like I don't know finish the guy, make the fight the most violent. Uh, which is funny because he said like, oh yeah. um... I only have like five more fights, and like, oh yeah, I know I have two losses, but like, you're gonna want to see me fight because when I fight, you know, it's fucking entertaining, and you know, only have my four, five, my five fights left in my career, which is yeah, it's cool, it's great, but like, come on, man, if you gonna fight like that, uh, like this, ew, sound weird. If you're gonna fight like this with this style, don't make no improvements. I don't know if you're gonna last what the three more fights. Two more fights of this? Who do who are they gonna give you? They're gonna have to give you like I don't know a top a top twenty opponent. Top ten is the top ten is just, maybe maybe he fights fucking I don't know uh, Barboza. That'd be a fight. Maybe he fights Barboza for for the fucking I don't know or like I don't know a Russian dude somewhere. But yeah, another guy that I want to talk about is uh, Lando Venata. Now Lando Venata. Is a guy I really, really like. Really, really like Groovy Lando Venata is a very flashy, very, very, very creative fighter. But then he got, but then he falls into this style of just brawling sometimes. Like if when he made his debut against uh, Tony Ferguson, this guy was not ranked at all. He just, he he just showed up. Fought Tony Ferguson, one of the baddest lightweights ever, and just. It it was a war. They he actually put on a beating against Tony Ferguson and vice versa. It just and yeah, first fight against Tony Ferguson. Hey, you know, first fight in the UFC. Ah, okay, I'll give you that. Then he um, 
And then he spin, wheel kicked the guy, knocked him out in the first round, great fight. Then he fought David Taymor. That was a, that was a rough one, because you know, technique. I guess I don't know. It just probably wasn't his night. Then he fought uh, Bobby Green, and that's that's the fight with Bobby Green. Him and Bobby Green just went to war. They just just shots after shots, exchange after exchange. Just not really moving around. Pow 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 pow. Shh. All bloodied up after the fight. And I'm like, this is a great fight, but it, it, it's a fight that could have been, because it, it ended up in a draw. But I, I would have I would have preferred that if Lando won the fight by using his uh, creativity, creativity, his finesse to win the fight rather than relying on just brawling for the fight. Bobby Green's cool. I like Bobby Green too. But like, why use that? And uh, even I remember... Um, I think after that fight, I heard Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson said, like, bro, you can't, re- can't be fighting like that. You're going to fuck up your career, bro. That's not going to be good for your health. The point of the game is always, the point of fighting is always hit and not get hit. But, like, when people start to rely on their chins and their head and their fucking toughness and the ability to do absorb shots and not realize that's going to fuck you up later on and then <laughs> that shortens your career... That's it, and I'm like, that Lando Venato is it's a guy, it's like a special guy in 155. I don't want to see the guy just not do anything because you know of this style. You have Carlos, other guys. You have Carlos Condor, but Carlos Condor is a legend. He just that's the test of time. He lost his last fight against uh, some guy. I forgot <laughs> against some guy. He lost his fight, uh, but you know, Carlos Condor, you know, thing of the past. Another thing that I also talk about is like the level of striking, level of fighting in the UFC is different. But that's a, that's a, that's a, that's another, that's another topic for another episode. Diego Sanchez, another guy, another guy who relies on just brawling, and that I, I, I just don't know. I think when he fought, when he fought, um, balls of steel, I all quinto, I. L.I. Quinta, um, I knew he's gonna lose. Like any fight that Diego Sanchez is in, unless it's just like some really top forty guy, I just don't. I don't think Diego Sanchez could be the top thirty right now. The way he fights right now, because that's he just took so so many wars, so many shots. The, his style of fighting just not does not improve, and especially at his age now, bro, it's retirement, bro. Father time is calling you, been calling you, and you not listen. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, I made a list on uh, effective fighting. And basically, the the fighters I pick, there's way more fighters. And, you know, this is all the five fighters I could think at the time. That fight, that to me, fight the most effective. And the way fighters from the future or the fighters nowadays should fight. Uh, so, I have TJ Dillashaw, bantamweight champ. Um, very footwork heavy. Switches stances a lot. Never, never in the same place. Feints, uh, counters, combos are on point. Uh, complete fighter. Complete fighter can go. Mainly is a striker. Mainly is a striker, but more of a MMA, more of an MMA guy can grapple. If you see the John, uh, the John Lineker fight. John Lineker was a guy that was like, oh, yeah, I'm hands of stone. Uh, if I punch you, you're out. And TJ Goodillashaw was like, nah, bro, we're not going to play this. I'm just going to take you to the ground. And that's it. Like, a guy who could switch can never be the same. 
type of fighter. TJ Dillashaw uh, counts to me as effective fighting. Conor McGregor counts to me as effective fighting. Uh, even though he he goes forward, manages his distance very well, uh, does the pullback or the pull away counter very well. Uh, hand fights, so you don't, so you don't attack him. He has some weaknesses when you do the inside leg because of his stance, but very good boxing. Knows how to hand fight, manage this as well. Pushes forward, knows his distance, knows to when to go forward, when to pull back, all that shit. Great. Robert Whitaker, middleweight champ, great fighter. Again, distance, uh, speed. If you if your chin is in the air, you're gonna get checked. A very very blitz type, blitz uh, karate blitz type of fighting. Very good. Stephen Thompson, uh, fought for the fought for the welterweight title twice. He's like the gatekeeper at welterweight. Like I think what the best striker there. Karate style hands down. Uh, switching switching styles or like when he goes like uh forwards and backwards like you know that fucking you know those karate movies you know like karate kid that fucking stance that they do yeah basically that kick heavy blitz in blitz out um effective fighting and like the most the, to, to honestly to me the best fighter that could do this that could fight that fights effectively in the UFC does there is no other than Demetrius Johnson the uh, the pound for pound king, uh, flyweight champion, could do it all, could do it all, paces himself, manages this manages distance as well. His defense is great, his uh, counters are great. Knows when to attack, is um, can be aggressive when need be. Can do everything, grapple. Grapple when he needs to grapple, defend, uh, attack a submission, pressure. Uh, he could do anything. He's he's the pinnacle of effective fighting in the UFC. And these are just the list. And these are just the list of uh, effective fighters versus the the list the, the the other fighters I mentioned before when they when they when they're like fighting non effectively or you know not effective fighters. But you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Now, when I was talking about the Berserker style, I'm going to call it the Berserker style. I feel like it's, it's a pretty cool name. The Berserker style, there's times where, and there's there's a couple of fighters that can make that style work for them. Because I said, oh, there's a time and a place where you could be an effective fighter when you do, when you just more and you this or when you just bum rush motherfuckers. There's fighters that could pull that off. And there's other fighters that been pulling it off for now is catching up to them. So this is this is what I made what five guys. There's a, there's probably more. There's more fighters that do this. Well, like, this is the guys that I could think of that use the berserker style and the it, could, it worked for them. So Mike Perry is another one. Even though I said oh Mike Perry yo that berserker style is catching up with him. Before all of that, that style was working for him. He was knocking motherfuckers left and right, left and right. He fucking knocked out uh, Jake Jake Ellenberger with an elbow from fucking hell. But that style was working for him. Now it's catching up to him. But before, it was working for him. Nick and Nate Diaz. Think about it. They, they have a weird style of boxing. It's still effective. They press forward. They just... They, they mostly... Well, not all of their fights. But mostly all of their fights are just wars. 
and they bleed a lot. They bleed easy, but still, because of their conditioning, and do, they do rely on their chin. If not, go. You could check out the Conor McGregor fight, uh, the Nate Diaz Conor McGregor fight one and two, and Nick Diaz's entire career basically. But like they, their cardio holds up, and their chin is good. But they just don't just rely on their chin. They they can also they rely on their boxing. Their boxing is pretty good. Uh, they're very aggressive, and their cardio is intact, so they could go for hours. So that's when their their that berserker style, quote unquote berserker style works. Which is funny, I like this stuff. Um doesn't really like it's not really a berserker, but like Max Holloway. Max Holloway usually on the third round. Um that's cause Max Holloway always starts slow. First round is just the feel, second round he's he's starting to attack a little bit. Third round that's when he puts the foot on the gas and that's when the fight is most likely to end. Max Holloway on the third right, I think it was uh versus Ricardo Lamas. When he like points at the floor and be like, Bro, let's go. Let's fucking go. He's fucking Hawaiian. He the the berserker style works for him because there's a time and a place to do it. Dustin Poirier, another motherfucking that's a, another dude that's aggressive. To his detriment earlier on because he gets sometimes he gets emotional. I don't know. Or like too too or too much too aggressive and he lost a couple of fights. But now he's on a fucking win streak. And clearing everybody, mostly everybody in 155, and might get a title shot. Might get a title shot against uh, and fight against Khabib. So, Berserker style works for him. Eddie Alvarez, another guy, just take shots. He, he said, I remember, I remember what he said when he's fighting um, Justin Gaethje, because Justin Gaethje is a guy that puts forward another Berserker. And then he said, Oh, yeah, in these type of fights. I win, you cannot beat me in these type of fights because Eddie Alvarez is a berserker style as well. And you got to see on the fight that he, he, he won the fight. He won the fight when he clinched him and kneed him in the head and just Justin Gaethje just collapsed. So these are there's, there's way more fighters that I could think of, but right now these are the guys that I could think of. When they when they use this non effective quote unquote well, non effective style the berserker style can work. Alright, let's talk about uh UFC Atlantic City. I'm gonna go real 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 quick on it. Cause you know, whatever. But um I saw it was a pretty good event. Pretty good fights, pretty good fights. Um A lot of lot of lot of lot is at stake at one fifty five lately. But let me I'm a I'm a I'm gonna talk about that later. Uh so we have Aljermaine Sterling one his fight, and uh, he, he wants to fight Dominic Cruz, which is, I feel like it's alright, because, you know, Dominic Cruz been out since the Cordy Garbrandt fight, and he's just been, you know, doing the UFC tonight, and did a little commentary here and there, I think he did fight night that, that day, or or I think uh, the event before, yeah, I think, yeah, he did the event before, so, um, I feel like it's a great fight, He, I feel like it's a, a good fight for Dominic Cruz to get back after losing the title, um, you have David Branch, who got the KO finish against the Brazilian, which now I forget his name, but you know, <laughs> which is funny because I was watching the fight in the beginning. You like uh, the dude was kicking David Branch's leg. He was kicking his leg, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna be some issues." Because I thought, like, okay, this is gonna be mostly the fight. Like the Brazilian dude is just gonna kick and just gonna like. 
basically strike and just keep on kicking David Branch's leg to the point where David Branch is like, oh, bro, this cannot stand on it. And then out of the, out of nowhere, like when he, when the Brazilian is like at the uh, pressed at the cage, fucking David Branch just pulls out a fucking overhand out of nowhere, just knocks him out. I'm like, whoa, shit, <laughs> it was over like that. I'm like, oh, which is for cool, David Branch. Um, Knocks off a um, uh, snaps off a loss against Luke Rockhold, um, and kind of like yo just says to the UFC like, bro, I'm here because like he comes from the WSOF. Uh, he was uh, the middleweight and the and the light heavyweight champ, and came back to the UFC had like a decision win where he just basically took a guy down. It's a pretty boring fight. Then he lost to Luke Rockhold. Now he got a KO finish. Now he's saying like, bro, I deserve to be here because he used to be in the UFC before. It didn't really work out. Went to the WSOF, and you you know these guys that come from other organizations. They're like because if it's not Bellator, because Bellator when you if you from Bellator and go to the UFC, then you probably maybe you have something. You could be, you could be, you 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 could have a decent career. You could be a guy that's a motherfucker. But when you come from the WSOF, because this engage is from the WSOF, but and they came to the UFC and they're not being impressive. They're just being guys. They're impressive outside, and then when they come to the UFC, they were like, mm, ah, mm, "Man, you're not really, you're not really all that." But with this KO finish, that probably will change. David and David Branch will be like, "Get, you know, you you'll show you you'll show to the UFC like, bro, I'm here, not getting the fuck out." Um, let's go to the main event. Kevin Lee beats, uh, well. Beats uh, Edson Barboza by Doctor Stoppage. He just basically fucked him up. I feel like Ed, I feel like Kevin Lee just like literally saw the Barboza fight against Khabib and just basically did the same thing. Cause uh, when Barboza fought Khabib, Khabib just did what he does best, which is grapple motherfuckers and just maul motherfuckers on the floor forever for the entire fight. And then that's what Kevin Lee j- just did. He just pulled it off and just. Every time, just strike, stri- stri- uh, striking a little bit. No, he, Kevin Lee was not afraid to strike against Edson Barboza, which is like quote unquote the best striker in 155, which is debatable. But, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit shortly. But she kept on taking him down. The the only point with that he was uh in danger is when uh fucking Edson Barboza does a spinning hook kick. And I'm like, yo, Kevin Lee just wobbles. He was doing the stinky leg and shit. And um, but even then, he comp- he manages to grab Edson Barboza, then takes him down, then fucks him up with the ground and pound. And like, doctor, like, bro, stops the fight. And that was it. Uh, but before I want to talk about, I want to talk about Edson Barboza though. I want to talk about because like, I was talking to a friend of mine. He was like, oh yeah, Edson Barboza is like the fucking. Gatekeeper at one fifty five, and I'm like, mm, not really, not really, cause like, cause Edson is one of those guys, like Edson against like top fifteen, top fifteen and like what top ten, he could be anybody, but top five, nah, it just, it, it, cause like he's always always a, a fight away, one uh, one fight away or two fights away from from the title shot. But then he fights the guy, the the guy, the guy for the for the for the title contendership, I think, and then just loses. Like, yo, he got tapped out by a Cowboy, he got tapped out by Tony, he got he got mauled by Khabib. Now he got destroyed, dismantled by Kevin Lee. 
And it's like, yo, Edson is just, ooh, grappling. Just, mm, I feel like it's just, because Edson just only has been, only, only has been like a striker guy. He's never been like a grappler guy. So it's just, I think the grappling is just like his personal kryptonite or some shit. Even though I hear, they say stories like, oh yeah, you cannot take Edson down. And he's just a monster to take down and shit like that. But like, I just, even though when there's no, well, he hasn't been submitted since what, Tony Ferguson, I think. But... Even though you get to see that, I don't know, it's just, I think he has to, I don't know, focus on his grappling, I don't know, wrestle monsters or some shit, what, wrestle welterweights, because I don't know, I don't think it's cutting out for him at the moment. Kevin Lee just beat him, and then he calls out Khabib, he says he's next in line, I'm like, alright, alright, I want to dust it for you, because I'm being biased, because I love, even though I like Kevin Lee, I like Kevin Lee, even if Kevin Lee gets the title shot again, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, alright. Get the get the title shot, boy. I want that. But it's all in the hands of the UFC because you know 155 is weird right now. Khabib says he wants to be back. He'll be back either November and December because Ramadan is gonna be in the summertime. La la la, and getting back to training and all that shit. We don't know if Connor's coming back. Apparently, Connor's pushing for the fight heavy in Russia. Khabib was like, oh, yeah, my fight you in Russia, la, la, la. And then Tony Ferguson, we don't know. He's going to be out for at least six months. Dustin Poirier just cleared the way. There's nobody really in front of him. So Dustin Poirier might be one. Eddie Alvarez is asking it, asking for the title show. Kevin Lee now, oh, I want Khabib in Russia too, la, la, la. And I'm like, I don't want, like, the UFC to be like, oh, let's take this opportunity. Let's have fucking Dustin Poirier versus Kevin Lee and then just leave Eddie Alvarez in the sidelines and just, fuck it, just leave Eddie Alvarez in the sidelines, have Kevin Lee and fucking uh, Dustin Poirier fight and then the winner gets to fight Khabib and whatever. And then we're like, oh, no, I knew you thought yeah, you get to fight Khabib, but no, but Connor's back, so you go back to the night. No, so... We don't. I don't know what's going to go. What's going to happen at one fifty five? These days, it's just uh, anyway. Whatever the win takes us, basically. Whatever the win takes us, that's that's where we find out who the fuck gets the title shot. Frankie Edgar beats Cub Swanson. Nothing new. Frankie Edgar just just showed that he's like the beast that he is. Even when he loses, he comes back and just beats motherfuckers. Frankie Edgar is beast. But um, what's next? What's next for Frankie though? What's next for Frankie? Uh, 145 is pretty is pretty steady. It's not hectic as 155. So Max Hall is going to fight Brian Ortega. And most likely the the winner of that fights Frankie Edgar. So that's that's pretty simple. But so far for UFC at Planet City, that's, that's, that's all there is. That's all there is. All right. Well, let's talk about UFC 224. Um, headlined by Amanda Nunes and Raquel Pennington. Not gonna lie, this card is trash, man. It's just, uh I'm just not excited for this card. Um, even though I'm gonna like break it out, break, I'm just gonna watch it and then she's gonna do the breakdown or do the breakdown and analysis uh, for for the podcast. It's like, ah, this card is just weak to me. It's just, ugh. so basically we start. Key fights, just, we have Amanda Nunes versus Raquel Pennington. Amanda Nunes has a win over Shevchenko, which is, it was a meh, a meh fight. 
Uh, Raquel Pennington just went against Misha Tate when Misha Tate was on her way out, and Misha Tate was just nah. I just, I just, I just I'm tired of this MMA shit. Um, should be a good fight, I guess. You know, Raquel Pennington is on a streak. When she's 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 just oh yeah, this is this is my time. But you know, I feel like Amanda Nunes is gonna be the bantamweight. I think I think Amanda Nunes is gonna be the bantamweight champ for a while now. I think I don't think nobody right now at bantamweight could. Could fuck with her. I don't think like nobody could mess with her unless they put a Holly Holm, but Holly Holm can can't win a a fight to be entitled contendership now. So I don't think uh, I don't think yeah I think yeah I think uh, Amanda Nunes is gonna be the bantamweight champ for bantamweight champ for a while. Then you have um, Jacare versus Kelvin Kelvin Gastelum. This is a good fight. This is a good fight. This is a good fight because uh, Kelvin has just been, uh, been on fire at one eighty five. I think he's fighting at home, but this is gonna be a, f- a tough fight for him because he's fighting Jacare and Jacare of all people, just just a fucking monster. But Jacare can be can be outstruck. You could we saw that with um, the Robert Whitaker fight, and another guy that could do it is Kelvin Gastelum. His striking is very good, even though. Even though he got he got manhandled by uh, Chris Wyman, which is something that Jacare could do as well. So I don't know, I don't know. Jacare is coming off a win after, over Derek Brunson, which can't strike for shit. And uh, Kelvin Kelvin is coming off a knockout win against Bisping. So uh, I I want to see that. I want to see what's gonna happen. I don't know. I want to see. I want to see what's the outcome of that fight. Then you have Mackenzie Dern versus ABC Cooper. Not not excited. Just nah, not gonna, not really giving a fuck. That fight, that fight should we should be way below. Not gonna lie, that fight should be like the first fight of the main card. Not gonna lie, it's just ugh. Mackenzie Dern is that girl that the the jujitsu phenom, the jujitsu superstar that everybody says she's hot. I'm like, I looked at her, I'm like, nah. Nah, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't see it. But she fought with ABC Cooper. I don't, I don't. Not really gonna care about this fight. Then you have John Lyrical versus Brian Kelleher. Again, don't really care. I don't know John Lineker because I know him. I guess maybe I'll, I'll give it to John Lineker. I guess. Then you have. I think this is like what. Honestly, to me, the Amanda Nunes fight is great it's all right the jacare fight is all right and i think like the third fight that could be either on the same boy as the jacare and kelvin fight is the vitor belfort versus Lyoto machida fight honestly i think this is like the best fight of the card i think this is the fight that i actually more pumped because you know two brazilian legends on their way down, honestly, they they not. Nah, there's no way they're gonna go fight for the title now. Just either the either Usada just relaxes the rules, and they just get loud. Just say every hey Lyoto Vitor, just go to the to the bathroom. Just take all the steroids. We're not gonna tell <laughs> unless they do that. But it's gonna be a great fight. Like Vitor's coming off a weird win against Nate Marquardt, and then Lyoto Machida comes off a decision win. Uh, over Eric Anders, even though he was in Brazil, and you know, we know how biased Brazilians are, especially to their fighters. So I feel like that's the best fight in the entire card. 
I don't know. I just want to see these Brazilian legends see who who comes out. I think I think Lioto can do this. I think Lioto Lioto's better. I think Lioto's better than Vitor right now. Especially Vitor can. Vitor's not fighting shit now. Oh, no, sorry. Vitor's not fighting for shit. But you know, that's UFC 224. That's what I think is gonna happen. This is what I think about the card. Hopefully, hopefully I'm proved wrong. Hopefully it's a, it's a better card than I think it is. But you know, we'll see. Now, uh, let's talk about next fights or fights that are coming uh, in the UFC, which are actually I'm very very excited. This is, these are some great fights in the future. So we have, although bad news though, Kamaru Usman, Kamaru thirty percent Usman. The Nigerian dry, uh, nightmare, ooh, nightmare, nightmare, against uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio is cancelled because you know Ponzinibbio is injured, uh, injured his thumb, which is a bummer because I wanted to see that fight mainly for, mainly for I don't know a test for Kamaru or like you know I wanted Kamaru, I wanted to see Kamaru fight because I haven't, uh, I've seen the Emil Mech, Meek fight when he fought Emil Mech or Meek. When he fought him, and he just 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 rag all them, just fucking wrestle them the entire fight, and I'm like, oh, that, that was a great fight, but I didn't. I want to see more of Kamaru Usman. Joe Rogan says this guy's like a motherfucker at one fifty, at one eighty, uh, at one seventy. So I want to see more of this guy. I think I thought that I wanted to. See, I was looking for for this fight with Santiago because I thought that was that was gonna be a test. Kamaru Usman, he said, he just, well, it is what it is, but, like, just either give me a ranked opponent. If you don't give me somebody that's in the top 10, I'm not fighting. So, I'm like, which makes sense, because, like, I don't want to see some whatever guy show up. And Kamaru Usman is clearly going for the title. Clearly, he's been begging, saying, like, people been ducking him. And he's been begging for the Kobe Covington fight, but Kobe's going to fight RDA. So, you know. We'll see. But it's a bummer. It's a bummer. That fight is not coming through. Whatever. Next, we have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Darren Till in Liverpool. And this is going to be a striker's delight. Oh, this is going to be one of the... Oh, dude, this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight. This is Because this is like to see who has the best striking. Darren Till knocked out um, TKO'd. TKO'd uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone, and he's been, like, on the background, people say, oh, he has, like, great Muay Thai, he's just, like, one of the best Muay Thai kickboxers ever, striking levels on point, Steven Wonderboy Thompson's the gatekeeper at, at 170, nobody, nobody has, like, a better karate blitz style than him at the moment, he's just sniping motherfuckers left and right, he beat uh, Jorge Masvidal, so I think this is Amanda's place. I think he just I don't know either number two or number three at one seventy. I have to check. But like this is a fight because it's a test to see who has the better striking. And I'm like, bro, I want to see this. I don't know. I don't know who to pick. I really don't know who to pick. But like, yo, I want to see this shit. Because the winner of this fight is just what maybe a fight or one fight away. He could just if either one of these guys. Well, let's say, let's say if Thompson wins the fight, he could be like, well, you know, title belt, you know, title fight, you know, I'm just winning on this. Darren Till can beat Thompson and be like, oh, either title shot or just give me another guy. Give me RDA or some shit, I don't know. Or Tyron Woodley, he'll be, he'll be on the sidelines. 
Then we have Jamie Rivera versus Marlon Moraes. Jamie Rivera, I've been saying that Jamie Rivera is the dark horse of Bantamweight. Or the Bantamweight division. This guy. This guy is going to be a motherfucker. This guy is just... I don't know who's gonna. I don't know if they're gonna find anybody to beat this guy. But they bought Marlon Moraes, which is another guy that comes from the WSOF or now the Professional Fight Fighters League, as they changed the name. Which is a guy that came to came to the UFC. Everybody was saying, "Oh, Marlon Moraes is a fucking wizard and all of this shit." But came to the UFC is he won his last fight, but like you know, his first I think he fought three times and the first two fights. I've had it three times or two times in the UFC, and like the first fight was not that impressive. And I'm like, mm, ah, see, when you come to the UFC, it's another, di- it's another beast, it's another level. But you know, I want to see this fight. It's a great fight for the bantamweight division. I feel I want to rock. I want to rock with Jimmy Rivera. I'm gonna rock on Jimmy Rivera for this one, just for the, for, just for this one. Um, you have cowboy versus ooh some guy from Britain. <laughs> it's i didn't really need to research these motherfuckers i couldn't find the guy's name but he's fighting some guy from Britain, from from the uk which is cool there's another guy for cowboy to fight you know cowboy all always will, loves a fucking fight any day any any time um other fights cm punk versus uh mike jackson <laughs> Which are, which is funny because these are two guys who lost to uh, uh, Mickey Gall by submission. Actually, they lost by submission, which is and it's like Mike Jackson is just running his mouth. He's like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna beat the shit out of CM Punk. I gotta get rid of CM Punk." Which is funny because like all the pressure is not on CM Punk; it's on Mike Jackson. Because let's say you find my CM Punk, a wrestler from the WWE, has one loss. He lost his first fight in the UFC, and this guy beats you, bro, bro. I'm like, bro, I'm like you're gonna be like the pariah for the week. Like nobody's gonna take you seriously in the MMA game. He's gonna, you lost to a fucking wrestler from the WWE, bro. You just go to Bellator or some shit, bro. Just get out of the UFC. Like this is make or break for either two of them. But you know. Big fight, big fight. Yancy Medeiros was well. It's not really a big fight, but like good fight to me. Big fight to me. Yancy Medeiros, Medeiros versus Mike Perry, and this is a, a fight that I really want to watch because I want to see if Mike Perry makes any adjustments uh, to his fighting style. As I was talking about earlier about effective berserker style fighting and all of that shit. So I want to see if he makes any adjustments for. For Yancy Medeiros. Yancy Medeiros is another guy that's tricky. He lost to Cowboy. But was another guy. Yancy Medeiros is another guy who likes to brawl, but he's more he's smarter with his brawling. With his brawling technique or his with his fighting. He's a bit smarter than Mike Perry, I would say. But I wanna see that. The biggest fight, bro, the biggest fight I've just I just I just I just can't wait for this shit. It's Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. This is gonna be like this is gonna be a doozy. This is gonna be a doozy for the heavyweights. Cause heavyweights is the not gonna lie, the heavy, heavyweights is a shitty division. Heavyweights is the dead division. It's just dinosaurs. No and no, most of the people there are not in shape. The the legends are gone mostly. Kane is out. You, you, you know, you know what I'm saying. Francis Ngannou 
It's a guy who was on a, a lot of hype, lost to to to, to Stipe, got tired. Daryl Lewis is another guy who's coming back, knockout power. Both of these guys have knockout power. Both of these guys are scary. Both of these guys are super aggressive. But I I just want to say that to me the fight what makes or break what makes or who's gonna make or break the fight is not the knockout power who is the the strongest who has the the most KO power but who has the better gas tank because both of these guys got tired before they have got tired before Derek Lewis I think he got tired uh, against Mark Hunt Mark Hunt could have finished him. And Francis Ngannou on his recent loss against uh, Stephen Miocic, where Stephen Miocic just used his wrestling and just canceled his fucking strength, just sapped his fucking strength, just was just zapped in the entire fight. So I want to see who is coming in with a better card. I want to see if Francis Ngannou has incorporated some wrestling or some grappling to his to his um, to his game. Because if not, then it's going to be one of those fighters where, oh, yeah, so we know how to beat you type of type of, type of of fighter. So it's funny because both of them, these guys got beef. <laughs> they got Instagram beef. They've been talking shit. Derek Lewis really wants this fucking fight. And Derek Lewis is entertaining as fuck. Francis Ngannou, scary as hell, can finish a fight any moment. So this is gonna be a great fight. I I don't I I'll laugh at this. I'll laugh if this fight makes it to the second. If this fight makes it to the second round, I'm like, ooh shit. But I'm really excited for this fight. Alright yo, that's been it. Loki Theory episode four. I talked about talked a lot in this episode. Very good. I feel like yeah, I did I really talked a lot in this episode. There's a lot of shit that I wanted to get out. Especially on the effective fighting and non-effective fighting. I hope you enjoyed that. I think that was like... I really thought hard and uh, made some arguments towards that fight. If you disagree, hey man, it is what it is. Holler back at me. Um, you got, you can follow me on um, Instagram at el.dolito. So l.dolito on Instagram. And uh, just I don't know, shoot a DM if you disagree or some shit. But yeah, follow me. Follow me at l.dolito. And um, be on the lookout. I have another podcast called the We're Figuring Out Podcast. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, if you go on my Instagram, there'll be a link in the bio there to to the SoundCloud where you can listen to my other podcast. It's not MMA related. It's more, you know, life and topics and you know other funny shit that we that we talk about. But yeah, man, it's been fun. We talked about a lot today. I'm gonna see y'all next. I don't know, next few weeks or next or next week. I don't know. It depends. I'll I'll think about it. Something's going on in the news in them in the news, I'll talk about it. So yeah man, it's been fun. It's the Low Kick Theory Podcast. I'm see y'all. I'm out.